The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Raleigh Sussex. It's that time of the day, that time of the week when the ABC's Word Wizard, Raleigh Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, joins you to have a word in your ear. Now, Raleigh, uh, where in the world do we find you this afternoon? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm in Adelaide, 20 miles up, looking out over the Gulf, and it's beautiful and sunny and a little cool, but rather nice. Fresh indeed. Now, in Adelaide, I'm sure they have all sorts of signs all over the place, signs carrying symbols, symbols that you would hope people who were not from Adelaide would still be able to understand if they were symbols that related to, I don't know, using the road or using a public facility. And it really gets you thinking, doesn't it, Rolly, about how universal some symbols are and how some symbols are not. You wanted to talk about symbols today. So what would you like to talk about? Well, I've got lots of symbols to talk about. Eventually, we might be bold and get to the X on the referendum issue because that's a symbol as well. But in the meantime, it's really quite remarkable as you go around the world and know from country to country they've got different languages which you don't understand. But the signs on the street are actually really understandable. You know, so the stop is always a six-sided red with white, uh, white edging and stop in the middle of it. Um, even in Russia, where the word for stop is astanovitis, which is too long to write along the road, so they just write stop in Russian letters, and everybody understands what to do. So we've, we've developed a whole lot of international symbols, some of which are really, really important, and some haven't been developed yet, like the surfing ones in Australia, because far too many tourists die every year on our beaches, and we need to have a really good set of symbols for that. There are some from the Stife Labor Association which are getting there. The International Standards Association is working on another set. Um, no, the, the, the yellow and red flag is a great idea, so long as you know what yellow and red means. But uh, these sorts of things need to be international and transparent and immediately understood. So that, you know, at the airport, a picture of an airplane going downwards means arrivals, and an airplane going upwards means departures. And we, we get that pretty well. On the other hand, going to the loo can be tricky. Um, in Australia, the ones for the men have a sort of a trousers thing, and the ones for the women have a kind of skirt thing. But what happens if you go to Malaysia where both men and women wear trousers? Have you been to Malaysia? I have not had the pleasure. You should. It's a great country. All right. Now, if you think about it, with both men and women wearing trousers, an an icon or a symbol of trousers would be ambiguous and not very helpful. The one they've done for the ladies is a woman wearing a hijab. Men do not wear hijabs in Malaysia. So you've got, you know, a local variant, which actually is very helpful. And actually, for, for visitors like me, very easy to, to tune into. And again, uh, road signs, you know, the, the coming and going ones, with occasional variations that I rather like. In France, when you're driving along, you come to a village, there's usually a sign with a, a speed designation. And that, as we know, is a red circle with a white one behind it and the speed written in black. When you leave the village, there's the same thing in grey with a line through it, meaning end of the speed restriction. Off you go. Put your foot down. And so it's a kind of little language which we've developed. Um, sometimes 
regulated top down, sometimes just in use, and I think it's terrifically useful because um, there's a man called Norm, Donald Norman, who I think it is, who really did a book called The Psychology of Everyday Things. And he said, look, it, it, isn't it marvellous? You go to a foreign country, you hire a car, you get in, and almost certainly you can drive the thing away safely. Hmm. What if you're participating in, uh, I don't know, organised political activities in foreign countries? Roly, ah. ticks, crosses, circles? Oh. I mean, is there any agreement generally about how all of these things work? And, and what's the difference between a tick and a cross, really? All right. Well, a tick in the countries that use it, is normally under, understood to mean yes. But the X will come to in a moment. It can mean lots of things. If you're in Korea or in Japan and you want to indicate yes in a you know, mark-the-box sort of thing, you do a circle, an empty circle, and that's what they take as being the yes sign. In America, and here we can do a tick, which is like the Nike swoosh, and that's always yes. But unfortunately, there are two sorts of boxes. There's one set of boxes where you've got to mark one out of a choice. So let's say, how often do you exercise every week? Zero, and there's one box beside it. Mm-hmm. Once, and there's another box beside it. More than once, there's another box. Mark which one is appropriate. And if you're using something like Adobe, which is the um, to build a website where people are going to be choosing things, they offer you a choice of a tick, a cross, uh, a, a round circle for Japan and Korea and so on. And so all that means is this is the one I want to choose. And it, the, the actual sign itself doesn't have any meaning at all. It just means this is the one. And then you come to our referendum. And I have the, uh, the referendum booklet. And on the back, it's got a picture of what your referendum voting thing looks like. And it says clearly... Write yes or no in the space below, and then it gives you an example of writing yes or no so that you know what to do. But what happens if you don't write Y-E-S or N-O? And that's what all the kerfuffle is about at the moment. Because apparently some people write Y or N for yes or no, and some people do a tick, and that's taken to be yes. And the AEC for 30 years has had a kind of working convention which says all right, they haven't written Y-E-S, but they have done a Y or a tick, and we'll take that as a yes. But they haven't accepted X as being a no, because X, of course, as I've just discovered, you know, can mean yes if you're marking one of several boxes. And that's what the problem is all about. I see. So read the instructions carefully, and if problems persist, see an ophthalmologist, Rolly. Or, yes, the, they are going to provide uh, translations in lots and lots of different languages, but I checked the Russian and Polish ones this afternoon, and they've just got the guidance in Russian and Polish for an ordinary election where you've got lots of boxes mm. and you've got to choose one of them. And what we want is the one for the voice referendum, and which will tell you clearly Y-E-S or N-O, and they haven't done that yet, which I think is a bit slow because there will be people who are confused and want to know, help, what do I do when I get there? Um, so that it is, you know, if the AEC were to say, look, either you write Y-E-S or N-O, nothing else will be accepted, that at least would be, I think, equitable. But the way it is, it, it, there is a grey area, and I think some people might be confused. So th- there's a problem. It could be, it could be solved but I just hope we do work out ways to indicate what we want to say. 
Well, it is fit and proper that you raise it. Professor Rolly Sussex on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Uh, Rolly is Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland. Having a word in your ear this afternoon, talking about symbols, their meaning, a confusion that can arise over misunderstandings relating to symbols. I might take you to Birkdale, uh, Professor. Peter is standing by. Uh, g'day, Pete. What's your question for Rolly? G'day, Kat. G'day, Professor Rowley. Hey, you um, there. Sechi, S-E, I think it's double C-H-I. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. It's um, a, 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 a white disc about the size of a dinner plate. You lower it into a water, uh, like a creek, till you can't see it, and then you bring it up gradually on a knotted rope, and it tells mm-hmm. you what the clarity is. But where, where does it come from? Uh, what origin or lo- what language or meaning has it got? Wow. Oh, this is a new one to me. You've stumped me for the moment. Um, looking at it, it looks as if it's Italian or is possibly a, um, an acronym meaning five letters standing for something or other, which I don't know. If anyone does, please let me know. I'd love to be put out of my misery. Oh, very good. Peter, well done. Uh, I'll take you to Mount Louisa and Pat now. Pat, hello. What's happening? Hey, Kat, how are you today? Good, good, thank you, sir. And how are you my uh, this afternoon, my learned friend? Well, thank you. I've just realised there's an H in, the, in that sechi thing. Yes. In that case, it's a secchi, all right? Right. And that's the name of the man who created it in the 19th century. It's, it's, that, oh. that, so it's an acronym oh. from his name. Oh. I heard sechi, but it's in fact, if it's CH in, in Italian, it's already K. And I'm sorry to take your time away. What's your question, sir? Oh, no, sorry, Pat. Yes, please go ahead. Pat, yeah. Yeah, no worries. I'm glad you uh, clarified that for us. Uh, Rolly, uh, a word that, uh, well, a phrase that burns with me, it has for the last 20 years or so, and you probably noted it, is from the get-go. Oh, yes. Now, uh, it's American. American yes. Mm. It, it's American. Um, I actually heard it from the lips of one of our best users of English in Australia, who's the ABC's Richard Feidler. And uh, from the get-go means right from the start. Uh, I think it's you know, when you're doing, uh, going to do a race, you say, get ready, go. And so from the get-go means from the starter's gun, right from the start. It's American. We got it about 20 years ago. Your memory of the date is almost exactly right. And it's become very popular in Australia ever since. Uh, from the start is fine, but from the get-go maybe has slightly greater idea of urgency about it. You now, on your marks, get-go, crash. I've been, uh, you know, I've been around for a couple of decades. And my early education was from the beginning. Yes. From the start or initially. Yes. Agreed. But even the politicians, our media and um, a lot of highly educated people, it's all from the get-go. Well, the, I think the trouble is that we've got perfectly good words for a lot of these things. But for some reason, people follow the American model. And because we admire so many American things, particularly sort of culture and food and so on, like fast food, um, then we, we just adopt the new expression and forget the old one. And another one, I mean, instead of takeaway coffee, and takeaway is an American tradition anyway, they say, I'd like coffee to go. And that's another Americanism. Uh, this one's a bit younger. I would have thought about 15 years. But younger people at a coffee store will almost always say, uh, I'll have a, a latte to go. And uh, I feel a bit sad about that because it's, uh, our language is being replaced when we've got perfectly good expressions. Thank you, Pat. Uh, we'll keep moving this afternoon to make sure that we can get as many of your questions to Rolly as possible. Jane at Coomba Bar. G'day, Jane. What's up? 
Oh, hello, Professor Rowley. Hello. And, uh, hello. Uh, look, I have an issue with pronunciation, uh, yes. particularly sorry, in Australia. Mm. Um, whereas um, T's are pronounced as D's often. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Clarity, equitable, import, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, entity, activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also uh, uh, the issue of important pronounce, pronounced as important mm-hmm. with P on the end uh, emphasized. And, uh, you know, things like particularly mm-hmm. um, pronounced particularly okay there there are three things in there um the t to d is called flapping by linguists and when you've got a t sound with a vowel on either side and don't worry about the r in important we don't pronounce it um it's you if you say that word carefully you've got to turn your voice off in the middle important right you got to, in other words you make the t with your voice turned off and then you've got to turn it on again for the vowel and at speed it's easier to leave your voice on all the way through important Okay, and that's where the flap comes from. Uh, it's standard all the way through North America, and the New Zealanders do it, although a number of New Zealanders I know don't want to admit it. And it's a, a very standard feature, and you can see it's, a, it, it's not so much laziness, but it's easier to pronounce it if you leave your voice going. And it doesn't. there are very, very few uh, words where pronouncing the T properly uh, is going to be a problem and then one one case of course is latter and ladder because those are two words where you don't want to sound l-a-double-t-e-r as ladder because the church of the latter day saints is the right way to pronounce it um now particularly as particularly and for that for that matter secretary secretary as secretary and so on when you've got complicated syllables in the middle of a word is quite common to leave them out particularly in upper class british english so i'm going to give it to my secretary and that is secretary, three, le- three, le- three syllables. Uh, whereas in American, it's always secretary, which is four. So there, there's a good reason why these things happen, particularly at speed. But uh, Kat and I, as uh, people who are un- in, in public view when we talk, uh, have, to, have to be rather careful. Quite. Indubitably, yeah. my good sir. Um, thank you all very much uh, to Cleveland now and Col. Hello, Col. Go ahead. Good to you. Yes, I've been waiting... Uh... It's great to talk to you, Professor. Mm. I'm a graduate of Queensland University. Yes. And in our third year, majoring in English, there was Professor Flint. Mm. And part of our 10% in terms of that final year, we had to use symbols in relation to phonetics, right. in relation to sentences. And paragraphs. Yes. Is that still in operation? Oh, yes. It's called the IPA, the International Phonetic Association's Alphabet. It was developed in the middle of the 19th century. And the idea was that you had one symbol for each sound and one sound for each symbol. And that's a really great invention because if I look up a word, shall we say, in, I don't know, Mongolian in a dictionary, if there's, if there's a, a representation of it in IPA, I can work out pretty accurately how to pronounce it. And that is fantastic. It's also really good for recording differences of very fine pronunciation, variation in, say, Australian English, um, or doing the, the absolutely splendid 
upper-class British English that Kat did a moment ago. Um, this is, you know, there are differences of pronunciation which are quite small, but you can document them and you can represent them very accurately indeed. So it's, it's a great resource and I love it. A gorgeous question, Cole. Thank you. I will keep moving. Half past two on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Kat, Professor Rolly Sussex, your Lord of Language, with you this Thursday, Words Day afternoon. Uh, Douglas in Paddington, you are trying to settle an argument. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, I got into a discussion on the weekend um, where we were quibbling over the meaning of decimate. I've always mm, taken oh, yes. it to mean reduced by one-tenth, mm-hmm. but my antagonist says it's now reduced to one-tenth, and I've heard people use it in both senses. You're very right about the first one, and the second one, I think you're... Your interlocutor is not quite right. Um, in in Latin, the word decem, D-E-C-E-M, means yeah. ten. And uh, we've we've had this question some time before. In yeah. in ancient Rome, if your legion wasn't fighting very well, you took your own soldiers out of battle, killed a tenth of them, and sent the other ninety percent in to try a bit harder. That's right. Mm. Which was quite a motivation. Um, nowadays, it's it's lost that, and it simply means you know if you decimated the opposition, you beat them very yeah. easily by an enormous yeah. amount. And the notion of 10 has now got entirely lost. So I think you win on both counts. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Kat, <laughs> I've got a question for you. Yes. X. How many different meanings of X can you think of? I looked it up and there are at least 50. Oh, uh, like uh, X marks the spot? Yep, thank that you. That's mean? one. Um, yep. X like so, no or yes, as you've sort of outlined earlier, the complexity yeah. around that um, confusion. X is yes. in like extra small or extra yep. big. You're flying. Go on. Uh, um, Joan a kiss, Dolby. A kiss, help, a, a, help me a kiss out, on Joan. the bottom of a letter is an X. All right, Joan to <laughs> Dolby. Then come on. What's another X? Um, hmm. Algebra, and when you're doing things at school. Oh, that's it. Yes, and multiplication. There's an X there. Um, so Your you, telephone exchange. You've got you've you know. got you've got fifty. Uh, mm. Johnny the Man Manning, our Prince of Production, I think, has just sent through a suggestion. Uh, the uh, Twitter logo. Oh no, that was Shelley from Chicago. The that's tw- right. Twitter is now is X. Now X. Yes. Um, what else? In other words, got? X has so many meanings, whereas the tick has just got one meaning. Right. So you can see why the AEC will, is a little bit worried about having X in the box. I expect they are. Now, Jonah Dolby, you have called through with a particular question. What is it, Jonah Dolby? Please go ahead. Good, good afternoon to you both. Mine is a rural-based question because it's bull selling season now and we start to see on posters the word carcass. Now, I always thought a butchered beast was a carcass, C-A-R-C-A-S-E, but I'm seeing more and more C-A-R-C-A-S-S which doesn't look right to me, and then we see both of them in plural form with an ES on it. So, Rolly, which one is the one preferred in Australia? Ah, both. Um, the, the one with the E is British, and we used to follow British spelling pretty closely, including like O-U-R for colour, and so that one is older... But the double S one is more used, I think, internationally, certainly by the Americans. So both are correct. But if you're going to have a plural carcasses, it's double S E S. And oh, uh, the word comes from C-A-R- French, by the way. Right. So you can't have C A R C A S E S, as in. You could. Yeah, that would be the the regular British plural. Right. Of, okay. Of the of the dead body of a British bull, whereas if it's in a French <laughs> bull, it's going to be double S. Right. Okay. 
And, and we well, borrowed it from French and no one knows where it comes from. Right. Okay. There you go. That, that's been bugging me, but thank you very much. Lovely. Good afternoon to you both. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Joan Jones at Dolby. Uh, you're on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland where it's 25 minutes past three. Uh, Professor Rolly Sussex, we're almost at your last word, but I would love to just quickly squeeze in uh, Rick from Tawanton uh, came in like a horse finishing a race by a hair, uh, just making it past the post. Uh, we might have a horsey laugh or a horse laugh in celebration of this fact. Rick, I'm not going to labour the point, but here we are. And what is your question? <laughs> oh, this is pretty easy, I would suppose. How did the pom ends up with the poms end up with lorries, and we have trucks? Ah, that, that, that's very, very old, and they still have lorries, by the way. We've entirely given over. Um, the the lorry thing to trucks, the American one. Um, and it's a large, large, heavy vehicle, or I believe possibly on the railways as well. Um, it's a 19th century, and it's possibly from the name lorry. I imagine that L-A-U-R-I-E was driving a T-R-U-C-K, and the British gave his name to the vehicle itself. But uh, the only place you'll now find lorries is in Britain or probably Northern Ireland or Scotland or Wales. And uh, if you use it in Australia, particularly with younger people, they look at you sideways and say, what do you want about? So there we go. Does that, ad- does that address, address it or undress it appropriately? Boy, <laughs> let's hope so. On ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland, thank you to Rick at Tawanton who's uh, rounding us out this afternoon. Uh, of course, if you had a question for Rolly and we didn't have time for your call today, uh, please don't fret, don't fear. Rolly back with you every Thursday, Words Day afternoon here on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Your last word, please, Professor. This is from Timothy Leary. Women who want to be equal to men lack ambition. I don't get it. What am I missing? Well, if you, if all you want is to be as good as a man, you oh, should be aiming oh, a bit higher. Oh. Boom! There we go. Slow the party, but I was fun when I arrived. Okay, Rolly Sussex. <laughs> Uh, you still like that, I'm thank sure. Thank you. Philip at Westlake, by the way, on the text line says, yes, just regards the Secchi or Secchi disc. Secchi. Uh, Secchi because yeah. of the H and the C and the Italian uh, trick that you taught us yeah, earlier. That's right. uh, it's pronounced Secchi, yes, and named after the scientist who invented it. Any limnologist will know about the Secchi discs with measure, which measure Secchi depths, Rolly. Uh, thank you, wow. Philip at Westlake. Brilliant. You're a clever bunch, aren't you? Uh, Rolly, we'll see you in studio next week. Enjoy Adelaide. I'll be back in Brisbane then. See you then. That's it with Rolly for today. But as I mentioned, he is back with you every Thursday afternoon from two o'clock. And if that wasn't enough, you can also subscribe to Rolly's podcast. It's called A Word in Your Ear and you can find it through the ABC Listen app. You've been listening to A Word in Your Ear, a podcast from ABC Radio Brisbane. For more information, head to abc.net.au slash Brisbane.